For years, if you were listening to a show that was strictly audio with hosts talking about a number of different subjects, there was a good chance it sounded a lot like this. Then in 2004, two men, Adam Curry and Dave Weiner, came along and developed what is now known as the podcast. Welcome to Medical Discovery News. I'm Dr. Norbert Herzog. And I'm Dr. David Neeson. And welcome back to 33rd and 7th, a New York Rangers podcast. Merry Christmas, Pete. Hey, Merry Christmas, Deej. Hi, everyone. How are you? I am Nina Clark, your host of Nina's Got Good News, and we are rolling. Welcome back. Weiner, a software developer, created a program called iPodder. This revolutionary system allowed Curry to automatically download internet radio broadcasts to his iPod. Of course, the idea has grown and changed since 2004, but Curry and Weiner are both effectively known around the business as the two men that started podcasting. Hello, everybody, and welcome. I'm Dan Ball, and thanks so much for joining us. This week, in a very meta episode, it's a podcast about podcasts. This conversation was started on the Quinnipiac University campus last year when it was announced that the campus-owned radio station, WQUN, would be shut down in favor of creating a new podcast center in the Quinnipiac School of Communications. So that's why this week we're looking at Quinnipiac University's decision to transition from radio to podcasting and using that to start a larger discussion about why podcasting has become so successful and what elements go into creating a successful podcast. Quinnipiac University's radio station will go silent this summer. The school announced WQUN AM 1220 will cease operations on June 30th. Quinnipiac says the number of students considering a career in radio or considering an internship has declined sharply. How many people are you going to affect? How many people is this going to hurt? And what is it going to do to the community? When there's a major weather event, which Hamden has had several of, it's been the only open line of communication. I've had a radio on in my bedroom for 20 years that I never shut off. It's on 1220 and it stays that way. Despite some negative opinions from the local Hamden community, Quinnipiac continued to trudge forward with their plan of creating a new podcast center in place of WQUN. When new School of Communications Dean Chris Rausch arrived on campus, one of the first things on his to-do list was to see that this podcast center became a reality. Back at the, the, the end of the, uh, the hallway in the main area, uh, room 150 is gonna be the uh, Quinnipiac Podcast Center. Uh, so we're currently interviewing for uh, the person who's going to, to run the podcast center. We hope to have that up and running by the end of this semester. The debate will rage on until the end of time as to whether shutting down WQUN was the right decision. But if you look at Quinnipiac's strategy a little more closely and you analyze it from a dollars and cents perspective, teaching podcasting makes a whole lot of sense. All right, I'm uh, Avery Zaretsky. I'm a senior here at Quinnipiac University. And for podcasting, I started podcasting here. And then uh, for Barstool Sports, I got in with the Short Porch Crew, the Yankees guys. Enter Avery Zaretsky. 
a senior at Quinnipiac, who not only hosts his own podcast, but worked in podcast production over the summer. Needless to say, Avery has seen the benefits of podcasting on a large scale, and he believes it's an important skill that every student should learn before leaving college. Well, it's beautiful. It gives people a voice. I think podcasting is the new wave. Absolutely. Um, you, you have access on your phone. You know, you don't have to stream it. It's You could just download it. it. It's free. Students who want to have a voice, whether it's sports, music, you can talk about anything. It's unbelievable. Religion. Doesn't matter. You could go into a podcast. You could put a mic in front of you and people will listen. And listen, people have. The Infinite Dial 2019 shows that the amount of podcast listeners per month has grown from 19 million in 2017 to 26 million in 2019. An estimated 70% of the U.S. population is familiar with podcasting. That's an estimated 197 million people. And that number is up from 64 just one year prior. It's estimated that 17 million more people are aware of podcasting in 2019 than 2018. 20 million more people in the U.S. have ever listened to a podcast. There are 17 million more monthly podcast listeners in the U.S. and 14 million more weekly listeners. And those numbers equal money. Not only is it easier for people to consume podcasts, but in a lot of ways, it's easier for podcasters to make money. A study published by the Interactive Advertising Bureau shows that podcasting brought in $479 million in 2018. Radio, meanwhile, had a decline in revenue every year from 2006 until 2010. In 2010, the radio industry did see a slight increase in revenue from the year before. That said, the increase can be attributed to digital media. In other words, podcasts and internet audio are helping to buoy the radio industry. It's estimated that podcasts will bring in over $1 billion in ad revenue sales by the year 2021. That $479 million total is a 53% increase over 2017. That's a lot of money, and a lot of money still to be made. But one question still remains for a number of young podcasters and journalism students. What makes a good podcast? I'm Dr. Norbert Herzog. I'm a professor at the uh, Quinnipiac School of Medicine called the Frank H. Netter School of Medicine. And uh, I was one of the founding faculty that helped create this medical school going on seven years ago. Dr. Herzog is one of the two hosts of the show Medical Discovery News, a weekly medical podcast that explains one phenomenon in the world of medicine. We decided to try and, and establish a radio show that talked about new discoveries in, in biomedical sciences and at a level and with a sense of at a level that anybody can understand with a sense of humor. One thing that Medical Discovery News does that's a bit different, but works very well for them and for podcasts across the country is keep their episodes very short. Uh, as you say, our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter rather than longer and longer. And so I think a two minute uh, snippet works quite well. It's also a very frustrating time limit. You have, I, uh, you have enough room for one idea, just one. As it turns out, that one idea was a smart one. 
podcast hosting service Omni Studio collected data and put out a survey correlating the length of each podcast episode to how long people spend listening to each episode. And wouldn't you know it, the longer the podcast episode is, the less percentage of the episode people end up listening to. The study shows that for episodes around five minutes in length, people listen to roughly 62% of the episode. For podcasts ranging from five to 15 minutes, 41% of the episode is consumed. And that percentage continues to go down as the episodes get longer. 37, 34, and then just 22% of the episode for shows lasting longer than an hour. In order to be successful, you also have to provide something unique and something that people are asking for or looking for. Something that host Nina B. Clark found in her podcast, Nina's Got Good News. Well, as a former TV news person myself, as you guys, everyone in this room knows, that was that was a huge part of me. I was watching the news and I was getting depressed. So, and it was interesting because I asked, I would talk to a bunch of my mommy friends about the same thing and they were mentioning they had the same reaction. So I knew there was a niche and I knew that that was something that would work for me because that was something I was seeking and my friends were too. So I knew that there was a reason for me to be doing this. I knew that that was sort of my calling at the time. CBS senior writer and podcast host Pete Blackburn chimed in as well. Well, I think it's either got to be informative or it's got to be entertaining. Like there's got to be some sort of value up front where, you know, you're listening to get the news or you're listening to get just entertained, mindless entertainment. You're listening to, to, you know, hear a review of something from somebody that you trust. You're, you're, you know, you want to hear somebody discuss sports, something like that. The biggest thing with podcasts is, is sort of making the listener feel like they know you. And, and I think that a lot of podcasts, do that well like where if you're listening to somebody once a week for an hour just being themselves in this unfiltered medium it it kind of like can trick you into thinking that you're friends with this person there are a lot of successful podcasts who reach that next level because they're able to form sort of a community with their listeners and there's also no harm in bringing on guests there's a whole lot of value for guests in terms of driving an audience because you know somebody who sees that somebody that they like is on a podcast that they that they wouldn't necessarily listen to otherwise, they might tune in and they might say, okay, well, I like this show. I like these hosts. I'm going to stick with this podcast. And, and now I'm, I'm a fan of the show. And I think that's happened. And that was a big reason why we were able to sort of build up an audience in the early days when we had more guests on re- regularly. So to recap, keep it short and simple, make it unique, be a friend to the audience, and bring on new guests. According to Norbert Herzog, Nina Clark, and Pete Blackburn, that is how you make a podcast successful. So that's pretty much it. A decision made by Quinnipiac University to launch a podcast center helps us open up a new discussion about what exactly a podcast is, why so many businesses and media companies are so eager to start podcasting, and what exactly you need to do to have a successful podcast of your own. Do you have another idea of what makes a podcast successful for you? Let us know on Twitter, and maybe your suggestions will make it into the next show. A special thanks to our guests, Chris Rausch, Avery Zaretsky, Dr. Norbert Herzog, Nina B. Clark, and Pete Blackburn. 
All research for today's episode was brought to you by Infinite Dial 2019, the Interactive Advertising Bureau, Omni Studios, and the Converging Media Textbook. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.